I'm Sinead O'Moore and you're listening to Every Mum the Podcast, supported by Water Wipes, the number one wipe against nappy rash. From fertility to birth, pandemic parenting to taking care of ourselves, here we talk the insane joy and anxious defeat, the love, the laughs, the tears, and the moments that we don't talk enough about. This season is supported by one of the most essential products for every mum. From that first snappy change to those messy weaning months. Water wipes, the world's purest baby wipes. Made here in Ireland, water wipes are clinically proven to be the number one wipe against nappy rash and are purer than cotton wool and water, making them ideal for sensitive newborn and even premature skin. As the number one wipe in Ireland, together we are committed to providing more support for parents with trusted products and this podcast. How many of you have asked yourself if your work was right for you after you had a baby? In this last episode of season five, I'm joined by Susie O'Neill because she asked herself that question and the answer was no. What she was doing didn't make sense anymore and she needed control over her hours and passion again to make time away from her children worthwhile. And now, IU, which means very feminine beautiful, her luxurious but affordable Irish makeup brand is nearly 10 years old. It's selling internationally, and through Susie, it's a growing team with a culture that celebrates women and supports parents. We talk about how the fear of staying stuck was greater than the fear of starting her business, how some days she felt it would all come crumbling down, how much her partner has evolved his own work-home balance, and how ultimately, if you need to make a career change, just go for it. Believe in yourself because you can do it. It is a great one to end another incredible season of Every Mum the Podcast on. Susie, thank you so much for joining me on the last episode of season five of Every Mum the Podcast. Um, it has been a fantastic season in the middle of summer with sunshine and optimism. And a lot of that is down to, I suppose, ha- women having had time with their families and they're about to maybe embark on whole new adventures and whole new plans, just as you did when you just had your first baby. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, no, I did. I started AU 10, well, it's 10 years ago now and um, we have cosmetics about five years, but it was when I had just had my first child, Ollie, and um, I was teaching in a college and wanted something more for myself. I think that's the thing. It's like wanting something for yourself. And I'm having so many conversations where I'm just like seeing lots around that at the moment. Women have had, you know, such a challenging time this year. Mothers have had such a challenging time this year. Um, there's been a lot placed back on them and now maybe it is the beginning of carving out something for yourself. So how old then was Ollie when you were like, right, I've got to do this. And what kind of kick started that? Well, at the time, um, after I'd had him, I was due to be on maternity leave, but unfortunately the, the place that I had been working, the college where I taught makeup and beauty, they didn't, um, employ anybody to cover my classes so within four to six weeks of him being born, they were asking me to come in for a class and it kind of very quickly went back to within six weeks, me working six days a week and three 12 hour days. And um, I was rarely getting to see Ollie and I just had thought to myself, this 
it just can't be how my life was meant to be. Um, I've, I've, I've always been a bit entrepreneurial anyway. I had a, a salon years ago and I just felt that I didn't want to be going to somebody else's diary. I wanted to create something for myself that allowed me to work, but allowed me to be at home with Ollie as well and enjoy that time. And um, I just thought to myself, it was, it was now or never. Like I wasn't, if I had let him get older and I had stayed where I was, I think the fear would have set in, but because he was so small and I did have that guilt of like, I'm not getting to see him. Like Alan was putting him to bed every night and he was asleep when I got back. And, and then also trying to do feeds during the night at that age um, and work those hours. It just felt like I was on a, a little treadmill and I needed to get off it. So for me, it was kind of, I thought to myself at the time, I have nothing to lose, um, but everything to gain. So it, it kind of pushed me over the edge to get going. And um, Alan was great. He was totally supportive, even though it obviously meant we were going to lose a chunk of an income into the house. Um, but he knew I couldn't continue to live like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, something had to change. So, um, yeah, that, that was kind of, for me, the start of it. And I, like, you would think that, yeah, you make the decision and it's great because you're, you're not going to be working there anymore. You're going to work from home. But as every entrepreneur, everyone who has a business knows, you end up working twice as hard. But... I wouldn't change it for the world because I still even today now get to organize my work diary around the kids and life and things like that as well. So it's been worth all of the, the blood, sweat and tears for sure. You know, there's just that deep desire, isn't there to get that reclaiming back and have that ownership over your time and your schedule again, because like, I just feel like the workplace setup is still so rooted in what it was meant when one parent was at home and one parent went into work. Yeah. It just has not evolved in the same way that our, you know, both genders working and having career aspirations, but it just isn't, it isn't evolving quick enough. Yeah. I think it is like I was saying to you earlier, I think it is definitely changing in a way. And I think COVID has certainly helped that as well because now more um, men can work from home and, Actually, even a few of our own close friends, you know, the dads would do a lot of the pickups because the moms are working. And I think it's brilliant. And um, even in AU, we have a full female team and um, everyone bar one has kids. There's 10 of us in here. And they, for me, I, we all start at about quarter past nine because the kids get dropped off first. Um, it's always okay to go and collect the kids. If, a, if one of the kids is sick, you can leave work. Um, I don't, you know, you'd never lose pay or lose anything like that or holiday time for that reason, because for me, it's really, really important that we have the girls and that they feel they can do both. Um, and I think even for men, times are changing slightly as well, because my husband in the last year now has changed his working hours. So he now only works uh, four days a week and he works till 12 on a lot of those days and then two full days. But he, so he can help me out because I think there has to be an element as well of being a team if you're going to make things work, you know, rather than just that it's expected that dad goes out and mom stays at home. So I think, I think there is definitely, like you said, a lot of need for companies to come a little bit more forward with that and get on board with it. But I think from, from people seeing how productive their staff can be throughout COVID at home, that maybe that might start to shift now a little bit and that there might be more leeway for women, you know, to get back into work, but also to be at home as well. Talk me about talk to me about that fear though that fear when you're about to jump off that cliff and and say right I'm going to do this I have to back myself I have to figure this out by myself from the start like that's it's a really frightening place and it it needs a lot of courage 
Yeah, definitely. And um, would you be the first big order that I ever did for brushes? So basically what it started was that I had started to, um, I, I think the tools of makeup are super important. So I wanted to try and get ones for my students that were really good, but affordable. And that's how I kind of get into the brushes. I was trying to get um, kind of own brand ones that that I could give, but I was never happy with them. So I said, no, in fact, I'm going to just do it myself. I'm going to design mm. them myself. So the first time I did that, I went through lots of samples and I did a big order, which was all my savings. So again, like not even just leaving my job, I was spending every penny I had because I got no loans. I was too scared to get a loan. Um, and I got the order. And when the brushes arrived in, 1,000 of them were faulty. Mm. And I thought, oh my God, you know, what have I done? Actually, even before that, when they arrived, I had a big duty in that bill that I, of course, was totally new to this. So I didn't realize this is going to happen. Um, and I had no money in contingency to pay for it. But it like, I, I just remember been thinking, oh my God, what have I done? You know, I should have stayed where I was. This mm. is, I, I don't, I can't do this. But I rang my sister and um, I still to this day think it was the best advice ever. She just said to me, Susie, now that you're in business, there's going to be bumps every day and you just have to learn to ride the bumps. And she said, remember that nobody's sick. You just, you know, this is just a little hiccup. And for me, that's how I treat everything now. So as the business has grown, you know, obviously the risks are bigger and the problems get bigger. But for me, if I can always say to myself, right, nobody's sick and we're, we're, we can find a way to do this, then it's okay. But like the initial fear of, I think the fear of staying where I was was stronger than the fear of doing it and trying it. So that is for me kind of like, I suppose made it a little bit easier. Um, I just couldn't, I couldn't see myself in that life that I was any longer. And if it meant that I wasn't able to go into a shop and buy something that I would have before, so be it. Because I am a big believer in that you live to your means. If you were earning a hundred euro a week, you spend a hundred euro. If you're earning a hundred thousand, you spend it, you know, that mm -hmm. kind of way. So, you know, for me, it was, it was much more important to have the quality of life that I was looking for. Intent to. And then obviously when I started it, because it was just me, I had this thing of like, I cannot fail. Like I, I don't want to go back to where I was. So that was really good to drive me forward. Cause I, even when the kids were small, I did everything. I didn't have anyone working with me until a few years ago. And, um, I'd be down in the post office sending orders out with Chloe attached to my front and Ollie in a buggy and then little sack coming behind me. You know, it was all, they came to every meeting. They came everywhere. I was trying to sell brushes into, they were always with me. Um, but it's still for me, it was like, I'm not going back. Like I need, I need to have it this. And, and plus I did always think, why shouldn't the kids? Cause people used to say to me, you're not bringing the kids with you. And I'd be like, but why not? Like, why shouldn't I? I don't understand why it's such a bad thing that they might come with me to, to do something. I didn't see how that would be a negative, you know? Um, but yeah, no, it, it was, yeah. The fear of staying the same was, was too big to stay where I was and made me go. Because okay school obviously is preparing them academically but what you're showing them is preparing them for actual real life yeah yeah well I failed my leaving so I, I was never good at school <laughs> um I was always you know and this is another thing I think very strongly about my own kids is that um I went to the best of schools my parents were great in that they sent us to really good schools and I I just wasn't academic I was always creative and I think I always had that entrepreneurial spirit but my sister is really academic and she did really well. Um, but I, I look at my kids now and I'm thinking, I'm always thinking, I won't send them to school just because I know it's good. I want to send them where I know they'll suit. Mm -hmm. So if one of them is super creative, I will find a place for them to go that they can hone the skills that 
they you know might be showing through um but i i totally agree like i i think there's so much made of the leaving cert and yet and some some kids poor kids get so stressed out by it and think it's the be all and end all but really it's not you know it never stopped me in doing anything that i wanted to do um and I, so like i think the the life experiences that they're getting to see and even I, I can see Chloe even saying to me sometimes, um, I don't know if you watch any horse racing, we're a big horse family. So um, when Rachel Blackmore won the Grand mm. National, like Chloe actually said to me, mummy, that is so important for a woman to have won. And like she's eight. And I just thought, I love that. I love that she realizes how good that is or that like mummy can go and mummy's got this business and look, there's mummy's products, you know, that she sees that that's just normal for her. And, and like that for Ollie to see that it's normal for a woman to be in a position that she's, you know, financially independent and she's working and she's driving towards something yet I can still be at home and be playing with them. And, you know, you can have this, I'm not going to say it's easy. Like mm -hmm. no one, it would be silly of me to say that it's super easy all the time. There's going to be times where you have mom guilt and you're missing something, but by and large you have, you know, you can have both um, and you can work for both. And sometimes I, even with our business, I might have to say no to opportunities because there might be something at home that I need to do. And for me, like I said, it's family first, always like they will always come first above anything else. So um, if there's, there's been a few things that I've missed out on because of that, but for me, it's, it is what it is, you know, they're, they're my priority. And they see, as you said, you and your husband, your partner working together as a unit, you know, not necessarily in the business, but as a, you know, making, doing whatever, whatever the best thing is for the family in that moment, in that time. Yeah. Yeah. And adapting. Yeah, he um he used to work see six seven days a week. He works on the family farm, so there's horses at home. And he works for his brother, and um it was very full on. And you know now he only works four days, and it's you know he's there for pickups. He actually does all the cooking now. Um, he took over that. He's a great cook, and it's something he never would have done before. It would never even occur to us because I just always did it. But mm -hmm. you know, as I got busier, we did have a sit down and say like, how can we make this work for everybody? And he loves. The way his life is now because never before did he get that time with the kids you know and you know to get make the dinners and do things like that and it's i think it's a really nice balance and again i think it's really important for the kids to see that dad can cook dinner too you know and he hasn't done any laundry yet but i mean just step <laughs> by step <laughs> that's still my department but i do think it's important for them to see that uh and actually to be fair at school i've noticed a lot in the last year or two, a lot more dads doing pickups, which I think is great as well. It's so nice to see that they're around and they're present, you know, at those times as well, not just kind of after work all the time. Do you think it has gotten easier as your kids have gotten older, that they're out of that very like need phase of like the baby and the toddler years where the mother is very much the center? Yes. It's easier in a sense that they're more self-sufficient now, you know, like that they can make themselves a roll or a sandwich or something. Or if they're in the office with me here, I don't have to be looking to see if they've fallen off something, you know, they're pretty easy like that, but they're busier. So they do lots of sports and they ride ponies and things. So we're always going somewhere and weekends or matches and, you know, horses and there's it's it's much much busier now than mm -hmm. before like I used to be kind of thinking 
oh, it'll be great when they're a bit older and they just have their sports and it'll that'll keep them occupied. But little did I know I'd be driving all over the country, <laughs> you know, mom taxi to everywhere I go. But no, as regards to work, it is it is easier now because they'll help me too. Like on, on times before I had, um, you know, people working with me in that and I was doing everything from home, they would be there with stickers and putting things in envelopes and helping me. So as they've gotten older, they're, they're getting more jobs as they go along as well in here. Um, it's, a, it's a different, I suppose, just a different phase, isn't it? Because people keep telling me as well, you know, when they're older again, it's a totally different type of, you know, realm that you go into that you'll never sleep because you're going, where are they all the time, you know? Yeah, back to the sleeplessness. And that's it, I suppose. Look, it, it's, it never gets easier. It just changes. There's a, there's a different type of, of, of challenge and juggle that comes with each, each phase. But I suppose I... Uh, you know, now that I'm still in sort of that baby phase, I'm looking at you with your older ones thinking like, oh yeah, I can see, I can imagine, I can see it now having that bit of space. But of course, as you said, something else replaces it. Yeah. And now to be fair, it is like that. Again, we were on holidays the last two weeks and because they're that bit older on the beach and they can both swim I don't have that same fear. So I was able to relax. Like, I definitely think that's a different, you know, that, that different phase. Cause my, my nieces and nephews would be quite young um, you know, kind of three year olds and I have a six week old nephew now as well, but I can see them, my sisters and they're like, Oh, okay, careful, careful. You know, where's he going? <laughs> they're, you know, they never get a second. Whereas I do in fairness, get a time for a coffee and they'll be happy out just doing something or playing or, you know, that kind of way they're mm. not, you, 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 you'll get there. <laughs> You're nearly there. We promise. <laughs> oh, because like just before to anyone listening, just before like, I, I literally welcomed Susie onto the zoom while I was feeding my baby to pass her back to the childminder to then like press record here. And it just feels like there's, there's never a second. And when there's never a second, it's very easy to forget about you it's very easy to also follow through like sometimes I might have a really great idea and by the end of the day I'll be like what was it I was supposed to do who was I supposed to how will I action that who will I talk to that was that I should definitely do that like things are just when when a thousand tennis balls are being thrown at you all day long it's very hard to kind of focus and to to catch one Um, yeah so I admire you that you did that when your baby was so little that you managed to have that headspace to do the juggle, but also to take steps forward. Yeah. Well, like I said to you before we started, it, it wasn't, again, it wasn't straightforward and it did unfortunately take hitting a low to have that as well. Because when I did start the business and I was at home, um, I found because I was so busy, obviously with the kids, and see, there's only 18 months between Ollie and Chloe. So um, they were quite close together. And Alan was still working around the clock at that time. So I was I was trying to juggle everything. And, and I then lost out because I, you know, I kind of stopped exercising like I would have always done. I stopped wearing makeup. I stopped getting dressed like I would usually in the morning. And I just became a person that didn't want to see anybody. If I went down to the supermarket, if I saw a car of someone I knew, I would drive back out again. Or if I saw them in the supermarket, I would put my head down and pretend I hadn't seen them. You know, I was afraid to even make phone calls. I was avoiding people at all costs. And obviously when you're starting to start a business, that's not the most ideal thing in the whole world. But it was because 
like that. There were so many balls in the air that I just, I had taken the back seat and then I wasn't doing anything well because I wasn't feeling well. Um, and then I, I sat down with Alan one night and I just said, you know, I can't go on like this. I, you know, something has to change. So I made a promise to myself that the next day I would get up and I would get dressed even though I was working from home and I said, I'm going to get dressed and put my makeup on if I was going to the office. And I did, and I've done it every day since. And I work out, you know, six, seven days a week again. Now I get up before the kids. So yes, it's, it's an early one, but for me, it's the only time of day where my day is quiet. And um, I, like for me, it, it to totally changed me, totally transformed me into back into who I was. And, and it made me realize how important it is for mums to take that time and to, like I, I hate to say be selfish because it's not selfish it's actually really necessary because otherwise you could end up in a really bad place you know and feeling like you're failing at everything but if you just take that little bit of time for yourself then I think everything just gets a little bit more um attainable and you can you know you, you can compare, compare compartmentalize things eat better when you've taken that little bit of time for yourself and just done something to make yourself feel that little bit better when the foundations of you are missing how are you supposed to grow a business to back yeah. yourself to have confidence to raise your family to feel to feel capable because yeah. and I, I get that like sometimes I walk past a mirror and I'm like my god how could you possibly be capable you look so <laughs> tired or you know the the aches and the pains kick in because you know you're you're pulling buggies and you're holding babies and you're not exercising you've lost you've lost that strength that gives you that confidence yeah but it's so hard to find time unless you like make it you put it on the list it is it is a fundamental part of the priority but of course like it's give and take you need that support system too yeah absolutely yeah and I think like that, for me, the exercise in the morning, it's a non-negotiable. So the kids know that, that if, you know, I, I get up at six, um, I'm out in the gym at six and I, I do my thing and they know that, well, they don't get up now, thankfully, anymore until after seven anyway. But, um, but if they do get up early, they know that I'm there, but they'll know that that's my time. And I think as well, before I started doing that, like you said, you need the support system. So, mm. you know, it's, I think sometimes women maybe are afraid to say to their husbands because they don't want to look like they're, they're weak or ask for help because well, surely you're meant to be able to do this. But I mean, like you, you can't do everything. You just can't like it's, you know, something has to drop at some point. So you need to sit down and have the conversation and say, I'm, I'm only asking for this hour, but it's a really, really important hour of the day that needs to be for me. Um, and, and actually, I think when, when dads are left with the kids for a day or an afternoon even, or sometimes even only an hour, they realize how much there is demanding, like, of you know, how demanding it can be on a person, mm. um, you know, and, and like to explain, because again, I sometimes think they just don't realize and they mightn't see all because I, I guess I always laugh and I'm like you know that sink it just must be a magic sink because every time you come back to it it's, it's clear you know or <laughs> the clothes just wash themselves <laughs> you know they just it's not in their radar I think to realize that these things are going on because we just do it so instinctively the whole time um, and that's one of the reasons why for us as well when Alan changed his hours he took over the dinners because he knew when, by the time I was getting home the last thing I wanted to do was 
make dinners and he just really enjoys cooking and uh he's you know he makes everything from scratch and you know i have to be okay with the mess that it entails but i i resign myself to the fact <laughs> that it's the lesser of two evils <laughs> if i get dinner you know each night um but no it, it did take the conversations and, and just been open about how you're actually feeling to get to that point and it's a struggle for men too because i won't lie like when he did change his hours first there is that part of, you know, I'm a man and I should be providing. And it's a little bit of an ego thing. I think you know, that it's a little bruising of the ego if they're, if they're stepping back. But I think like he wouldn't change things for the world now because the quality of his life has shot up because now he gets to spend time with the kids and he gets to be at home, you know, and we both then have equal parts of getting out and doing things ourselves as well. It's about not being stuck not being stuck in in a in a race for something that you don't even want you know it's about asking yourself well what is the life that you want and how can you develop it and build it and there's risks and there's fear um but ultimately like maybe there's a lot of reward yeah and again i think that's something covid taught all of us is that like we don't need as much as we thought we did you know um like even personally i we i started a second business at the start of this year um and it was a film company and i i knew four six weeks in i've made a terrible mistake because having a platform online we got busy very quickly and trying to run two really busy busy businesses Mm -hmm. um side by side and have the family i was just continuously stressed and I just couldn't function and I just again I it took me you know a few months to realize this I I shouldn't have done this and I've made a mistake and you know my quality of life is suffering now the kids are suffering I need to back away from it so I did step away from it and again it's it's, because I did that very thing that you said there I said to myself what am I doing this for like I have a really nice comfortable life. Yes, I, I may not have houses all over the world, but do I want that? No. Like all the things I love are just to have security. Mm-hmm. I like my house. I'm not a big person to go out anyway. So I generally am at home at the weekends and I just love them with my family. So why why put yourself in that position to be on this, you know, this treadmill that is going somewhere that you don't really want to be anyway. You mm-hmm. know, and I think COVID showed that there's so many people I know now that since COVID have um taking redundancies or have taken career breaks and men and women because they just are like why I don't I don't even like what I do you know Mm. I want to take time and find what it is I actually like this podcast is just one way that every mum can support you another amazing way is with our free gift bag packed full of essentials for you and baby including free samples of water wipes the number one wipe against nappy rash to receive yours just register now on everymum.ie there's a free gift bag there waiting for every mum. Yeah, I had a beauty salon years ago as well. And um, initially, actually, I did journalism and I wanted to be, initially, firstly, I wanted to be a fashion designer. And I, I thought to myself, oh, I'll have to travel for that. And I, I'm kind of a homebird, so I didn't want to have to move countries. So I thought fashion journalism. But when I did the journalism, then um, my, my mum had just suggested to me, why don't you go to beauty college as well and just see what you think of it? And I loved it. I just loved it. Now I've always loved makeup. And I think one of the things for me again with makeup is that it changes, it can change how I feel. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm having a bad day or I don't feel great or I'm tired and I wake up, for me, it just, it changes my whole attitude. So 
when I did the beauty, I fell in love with it. And it was always like a, a little dream of mine back then to have my whole makeup bag be of my own brand. Never did I think I would get it at that time, but it was always something yeah, I, I, I had in my head that I would love it to be that. I love playing makeup still to this day. One of my favorite things in the morning is to sit down and put my face on. Or if I'm going out and I have a little bit of time, I just love playing with makeup. Like it's, it's definitely, I think that's because I love it so much. That's what makes all the hard days easier because I have a passion for it. Like if I, I could have gone into any business, but if it was logistics or something that I don't have a passion for, mm. it'd be very hard to go through all the hard times if you didn't love what you were doing. And also like the messages I get from women telling me how it has changed their confidence and really made them feel good. I mean, like you can't ask for more than that. You know, that's, it's for me, it's just, it's incredible that, that you can help somebody in that way. It's why I always go on as well online without makeup as well. Like, you know, I don't see the point in going on perfect because nobody's perfect and we all wake up the same way and I have blotchy red skin and I want people to see that and see that it doesn't take loads. It's just Mm. this little thing and then I can get rid of it and I can feel good for the day, you know. So what I love about your brand as well, though, is that it is aimed at women who just need or or who only have, I suppose, those few minutes, those few minutes to just add a layer that's going to make them feel awake and fresh and confident and a little bit more put together as somebody who has minus time in my life, especially in the mornings, but also who doesn't who who as you described like I'm totally that person sometimes in the supermarket where I feel like I don't look like me because I haven't had the time to put into myself in in a few years now you know not just weeks in a few years of of caring for little people um I I love when I just feel like okay my skin is glowing my eye bags are covered my eyes look a little bit awake and if I'm to bump into somebody, I can smile and feel, I look okay today. I look, yeah. I look Good. like me today. You look like you. Yeah. 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 And having, having used your products, like I know I can just turn to that and I feel like, okay, instant awake glow time. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it does. And, and I, and I just don't feel like I'm walking out of the house wearing like a silly amount of makeup in a like where where would I be going kind of way either you know they're just really effective because that can be as bad I think sometimes when you like I I never get my makeup I done done by anyone else but when I have in the past yeah. I always say it's, it was like wearing an uncomfortable pair of shoes I just wanted to get it off because I felt like there was so much on my face whereas when I used to do makeup one of the things the clients always used to say to me was oh God, I feel like I'm wearing nothing Mm-hmm. For me, that's key because you don't want to, like you just said there, if you if you had a load of it on and you were heading to the supermarket, you'd be like, what am I doing here? Like, I'm so embarrassed. I don't want anyone to see me like this because it's so full on. But that just that little light layer can just give you a pep in your step and, you know, and it's something, and it's really, it is something that really does get me. And it, again, drives me forward to, to show real people all the time is that yeah. I do see, even at the school, I know that there's women that are walking up and they won't take their eyes from the ground as they walk up to school. And, you know, you want them to hold their head up and look you straight in the eye and look forward because you know that they're looking at the ground because they don't want anyone to see them. They want to be, be invisible walking up so that they can just get the kids in and get back again. And, and again, it's that thing of 
I, I, I know it and recognize it because I was in it, you know, and I, I just always like want for people to come out of that and, and just realize how, how little it can take. Because some people I know think that makeup's so superficial and that's fine. But I just think if you can put on a little bit of concealer and it can change your mood and make you feel bright, then, you know, it's, it's so important to do. It's rituals, isn't it? It's, mm-hmm. It is a ritual to put on your makeup. I think so, yeah. And, you know, when, we, when COVID started as well, we weren't sure what it was going to mean for us as a business. We didn't know whether business was just going to stop um, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen. So what we ended up doing was I kind of said to the girls, like, we have to let people know we're still here. Even if we're not selling, you know, I want them to know it's not just about that. So I did a six week free online makeup course for women to come and, you know, just learn how to do their makeup themselves. And for me, it was a thing of like letting them come and switch off so that they could get away from the news for five minutes and just do something that made them feel good. And was just for them, you know, that kind of way. And, people really loved it it was it was really popular because again it was just time out from everything else that was going on I kind of made my little space a COVID free zone you know it was there was no chat about it no numbers and things like that it was just an escape at that time you know and they were very relatable looks with very relatable women and very you know what I mean it was all it, it it wasn't things that you feel like well I'll never look like that and that's not for me yeah. Or when you're at home in a tracksuit all day that, you know, why do you want to put everything on? It was just those little bits that freshened you up. You so know. when you only have the minimum amount of time, what do you, as a ritual, make sure that you wear? Always concealer. Concealer, I cannot be without because I have a red nose and I always have redness and blue in my eyes, regardless of how much sleep. So concealer... I would always put something in my brows and if I can, a bit of mascara and lip gloss. Like those things I could survive on. You know, everything else is a bonus, but the concealer is the one thing that I just think it just transforms the face altogether. And that's what we're looking for, I suppose. It is just, it's that, it's that little quick fix and it's something that's there to look after me because, you know, it's between teaching a baby to, self-soothe and toddler to self-regulate I need something just for myself yes yeah absolutely and if that means I can escape for even sometimes have it in the car if they're both asleep in the back of the car (laughs) (laughs) you're, Uh you're, you're in the driveway and you've got a mirror and you have to be quiet well yeah lip gloss and concealer (laughs) (laughs) for sure (laughs) but um just on the business side too, though, there must be times when obviously there are advantages to having control over your diary and how and when you can work it around your family life. But I'm sure as well, you know, there are advantages when you are working somewhere where you can just walk out the door, you know, walk in the doors, switch off, be in employee mode, clock off and drive home. Well, that doesn't happen. No, no, that's definitely not something that ever happens. Um, Again, I think, I think when you have your own business, you, you know, you'll very quickly realize that you've, you've set yourself up for something that never allows you to be off, like fully off. I mean, I had just came back from two weeks holidays 
Um, and in, to, to be fair, this was the first time since I started the business that I very nearly switched off. Like I was always checking my emails and things like that. I would kind of allot a little bit of time in the morning to do things. And then if the girls needed to text me or whatever, I was on the phone. Um, but I think, again, it's a lifestyle rather than a job for me. So I, and I think that's with the other business that I started at the start of the year. I knew I didn't have a love for that. Like I have a love for what I do. Um, and I, that it just made it really, really hard, you know, and it took its toll mentally and everything. So I, um, I think, yeah, you know, you have to, there, what I found was actually from moving from having the office at home to having my actual office, there, there is a, a little bit of a sense of once I come home, I'm home unless there's something big going on that I have to continue, you know, to do stuff at home. And, um, but I do try and leave the computer off. Even if I'm checking emails on the slide, I try not to open the computer unless I have to, once I'm home, you know? So, and again, I'm, I'm lucky in the fact that if that's come with time, because I mean, we now have a team of 10 and I'm super lucky to have a really brilliant, amazing team of girls here. But when it was just me on my own, you know, you just didn't have that, that luxury. It was, I was everything. So I was picking, packing in the morning, do customer service in the afternoon, developing new products in the evening, back to customer service because it's a full time, 24 hour. Because of being online and um, being so accessible now that people will want an answer at all times during the day. So again, I always say to people, I was probably maybe a year or a year and a half too late, you know, later than I should have been employing my first member of staff because I was too afraid to, and I didn't want to have somebody else's livelihood on my shoulders. Um, <clears throat> but when Sarah came on board with me first, I mean, I just thought to myself, why did I not do this so long ago? Because she just made, she made it easier for me to do more things and to have more time and um, just get, you know, delegate things out as they need to be. But again, there's always that fear factor of, Am I going to be able to pay them? You know, that kind of thing. But, uh, but no, I think either which way I, I would always be on, but I never have a problem with that. Never. I never, it's never an issue for me. You know, it is like another child. Like <clears throat> you never really switch off and it is really scary to delegate. And sometimes it is really scary to, to place them in the trusted care of other minders. Yeah. Because there's just this feeling of like, I should do it all. And yeah. I, only I can do it all and leave that. I'll do it. That mentality yeah. also comes into to, to work mode and to business mode with us because I just think we're so, it's, it's intuitive in us to feel like I have to do it all. Yeah. And it is something I did struggle with when I took on the first few um, girls because like that, I was so used to doing everything that I I almost felt guilty for giving a job away because I was thinking, oh, you're not doing enough. You know, you need to do more. Um, and then also like having a bit of a control freak nature about myself anyway, that I like to know where everything is and what's been done at all times. It did take a while, but you know, like, like that people always ask me, oh, would you like to have a third child? And I'm, I always say, I use my third child. That's, and it takes up enough of my time. But, uh, but I, I think it took, it took a long time to kind of say, okay, I'm not going to look at that anymore. Like even our, our customer service um, side, I would have had those emails out of my phone as well for a long, long time. And it was only in the last year that I turned them off on my phone because I know the girls are looking after the, any issues that there might be. And I know they don't need me, you know, looking over anyone's shoulder. 
and and actually I think as well to be fair it's worked in everyone's favor that I've stepped back from a lot of things because now they can just do their own thing you know I'm not micro I'm not a micromanager anyway but mm. I probably would be nosy to see what's going on and what are people doing you know the kind of way you're wanting to be involved in everything um, but I think since I've been since I have given those few different areas away it's, it's made everything easier and then it's also when you're trying to think of new things and new products it's very difficult to that when you're trying to do so much as well so even when I used to do all the pick and packing it was you aren't being really creative and it's it's then again, it's having this time to have think time where you can kind of say, right, you know, what am I thinking is next and what do I want to do or how do I want to show that or, you know, to think of ideas. Because again, for me, exercise, and it's something I always say to the girls as well, I would be a big believer if they want to go for a run in the morning before work as well, I want them to do it because I think that their minds will work differently after it. And I would take that time to go out and work through something that's going on. But you can't do that unless you delegate the workout, you know. Yeah, but it's true. Like <clears throat> stationary desk sitting is not going to lead to creative thinking. No. Like we have to, we have to move our bodies. We have to have experiences. We have to trigger all of our senses. And again, it's like, it's, it's, it's so brilliant to hear a business owner empowering their staff to do that. It's like, if you need to go through and work through a problem, work through a problem, don't sit at your desk, get yeah. into the world, get into problem solving in the world and move your body. Yeah. Oh, a big believer in that. Totally. Some of the best ideas I've had in the business or some of the biggest issues have been solved when I'm out running, you know, I can, cause I can think straight there and you're not, like you said, sitting at a desk, you know, just being totally unproductive. What do you think would have happened had you not had the courage to start this business when your son was born? Gosh, I don't like to think. <laughs> um, I would probably be, I would probably be miserable in a, in an office. Cause again, I'm not someone who likes to sit at a desk all day. I like to be out and about and doing stuff. And, um, I have to admit that when I was working in the college and wasn't happy, I probably wasn't as nice a person. You know, I was one of those, oh, poor me, everything, the world's against me, you know, whereas having my own business now has taught me that everything my happiness is my responsibility and if i want something i have to work for it and i have to change you know the narrative i have to change what's going on and i think if i had stayed where i was and not taken the risk i wouldn't have i wouldn't know that you know i could still very well be stuck in that rut of negative kind of thinking and how has it changed you the mother um, I am definitely a better mother, I think. And I, I do honestly think that I think I'm a, a nicer person and a nicer mom uh, when I am working for myself. Now, I know I obviously Ollie was only small, but I know the person I was back then. I know the person I am now and I wouldn't like my kids to be around that other person, you know. So I definitely think it's changed. I have more patience. Like Dealing with the stuff I deal with in work um, has given me a lot more patience. I might have been bit hot-headed before and I I don't I wouldn't see myself as that way now I don't think any of the girls would say that about me either um, but I definitely think it's given me more patience at home and that as well you know all that I think I always think as well every job you have and every experience you have it's there to teach you something hmm. that will come back and you don't know it at the time a lot of the time but then later on you're like god I didn't realize that was going to come hmm. in handy at some stage 
and not just job I think every experience every conversation every every time you meet someone new they're all passing on something to you that you are, are to learn from definitely yeah yeah big time having a new baby and becoming a mother is such a huge transformation but in every transformation there's opportunity and risk and I think that there's been no bigger transformation in people's lives than the last 18 months um, where we were, you know, unceremoniously flung out of our hamster wheels. Um, and it was really uncomfortable landing at the time. But I, I definitely think that there's going to be huge opportunities and a new way of thinking, a new way of living and a new ownership over actually like my like your life and yeah. how you want who you want to show up and be and who you want your family to see you as and to learn from yeah as you've just said like you are a happier more content person because of the transformation that you brought into your life and you've taught your children that you've taught your children if you're not happy with something have the courage to change it yeah yeah, I would always say that to the kids, even at their age, I would always, I, I have this thing, I always say to them, you're not a sheep, like, just don't, you know, just because someone else is doing something, don't look at that that's the right way. And even to, to me, I'd say to them, like, just as I'm doing something doesn't mean, you know, you need to do it like that. Or, you know, I always want them to have their own mind. I'm a big person of, I read a lot and I listen to a lot of podcasts. So I do a lot of work on myself mentally as well. Um, so I think, you know, that helps in a form you need to kind of, I don't know, think for yourself. Yeah. And just do things, you know, you, you kind of just have to be the driver of your own existence. You know, that kind of way might sound a bit mad to some, but I do think it is. It's like, like we always say in the office here, the definition of insanity, you know, that famous quote is do the mm. same thing, expecting a different result. Say it at home to the kids all the time as well. Like if, if they're losing something because they're doing something like learn from that lads, like don't do it again. You know, you're going to lose that iPad for the hour. I was giving it to you. If you know, you do that again. And I, I just think that those things, like I always say to them, I'm, I'm always trying to get them to take responsibility for stuff. And I know they're young and some people might think I'm a Grinch to say that, but I do. Cause I'm like, if you want me to give you a bit more leeway and stuff, you need to show me that you're responsible enough to have that. We're only beginning that kind of phase here with a four-year-old, you know, in the, you know, beforehand, all I was doing was kind of caring for her and keeping her alive. And now I have to learn how to parent her. <laughs> That's bringing with it a whole new learning curve for me too. Um, but what I want to do is to try and model good behavior, model behavior that shows okay, well, look, I'm not going to stay miserable in something. I'm going to try my best at this. I'm going to be courageous and do this. I'm going to ask for help by doing this. I'm going to, you know, not always be the mom that is burdened down with life. Yeah. Actually is trying to build a better one. Um, and yes, she'll be tired. And yes, she'll be overwhelmed. And yes, she won't always have makeup on and look very glamorous. Um, in fact, she very rarely will. But... If I can, if I can try and show them that there's, there's so much to live for and there's so much opportunity if you just back yourself, yeah. then is that not the greatest thing that they can learn from us? Oh, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It's, that's everything in a nutshell, you know, and I think, you know, that's it. You just want them to know that there is, that their voice is important and that they, you know, like you said, it's showing that you're striving for something and yeah, they might, it might always work, 
you know, I fail at things, but again, like I always say to the kids, it's better to try and fail than like not to try at all. Or like the only regret you'll ever have is not trying something, you know, and I, I always try again, that backfired on me during the holidays because Ollie was jumping off rocks. I didn't want him jumping off. And he was trying to tell me, well, you told me <laughs> <laughs> cheeky little pup, but, um, but no, but you know, it is a thing that you kind of, you know, there's those things Well, I always say to them, <clears throat> you know, if we're talking about something, I'd say, I, I don't want to be on my deathbed concerned by the people I could have been. So I always try and say, just do try your best. They had an athletics competition recently that they did. And, um, Chloe had uh, had done well in one of her things, but she got so nervous before her race. And I just said, sure, it's not about winning. It sounds, you know, when you finish, you've tried your best. Mm. Like there's nothing worse than going home thinking I could have done better. You know, that would kill me. Whereas if I know I've given it up my all and I've still lost, at least I can sleep that night. No, I tried my best. Be another kind of way. And that's for me, I think it is just, it's, it's trying to teach them that it's okay to not do it great all the time. You're not going to be the best at everything, but you can try, you know, you can try. So, and that's what you're trying in your business life too. Every day, every day you get up and you're starting from zero and you're starting again and you're trying every single day. It's, it's never, you know, going to not be that case. And I think if, if it was like that, then what do you have to get up for then? You know, I, I always like to be aiming for something, you know, whether it be in the running or whatever, it's just, I want to have somewhere that I'm traveling, you know? Well, my face is glad that you started that business um, <laughs> my face is glad that you were unhappy and you wanted to change and you had an ambition <laughs> and you went for it uh, because my under eyes have have never looked so good <laughs> yeah you look very me. bright there well that's all your work I'm afraid <laughs> it's, not, it's not sleep um, and I hope I hope by listening to you talk about the last few years and the ups and the downs and the challenges and and the goals um, that you might have inspired somebody else who is on the cusp of something and just needs that little bit of courage to start. Um, because that's, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to have a successful business in a day. Every day, you just have to do something that challenges you and makes you think that you couldn't do it because with each day that passes, you realize that you can. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for joining us today and closing out another season of every mom the podcast and um, another Thanks season that i hope will have you know kept people company and supported and maybe inspired to to take care of themselves a little bit more yeah definitely thank you so much for having me thank you so much for listening and to water wipes the number one wipe against nappy rash for their support Proven to be purer than cotton wool and water, water wipes are made with just two ingredients and are 100% biodegradable, plastic-free and compostable wipe. And the winners of three National Parenting Product Awards 2020, including Best Baby Wipes. So you can do what's best for your baby's skin and help protect the planet. And that's it for season five. If you enjoyed this conversation, subscribe, rate or leave a review, share this episode across social and get in touch with every mum and this week's guest at suzy.iu on Instagram. Thank you for joining us and we will talk to you again later in the year.